Welcome to the road to growth, success of an entrepreneur. We've raised the bar. Learn firsthand from successful business owners and create your own path to success. I'm going to show you how great I am. It's time to hit the road to growth with team lead of the Enriquez Group, Realtor Vinny. Hi, all you road to growth listeners. Uh, today is a fun one. It's always nice uh, getting someone on here that uh, is in the kind of similar sector that I am, that uh Besides doing this podcast, I also have a real estate team in San Diego. So speak the language of numbers. And today I'm lucky enough to have Mark Ritter on here. He is the uh, CEO of uh, MBFS and New Direction Lending. Hi, Mark. Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, no, definitely. We, we were talking a little bit uh, before we got onto Mike a little bit that, so you're originally uh, out on the pavement, kind of originating loans and then transition to kind of overseeing credit unions, building the branches up and kind of managing people. What was what was more difficult, hitting the pavement or managing other people? You know, it was definitely uh, uh, more difficult getting into building a company uh, and, and refocusing a company. I I had a nice career like like many of us out there originating loans and moving forward and building up some departments and, and making a lot of loans where you had this big infrastructure, you're part of a bigger organization. And about eight years ago, I, I took on the challenge. Uh, a bunch of people I know asked me to take over this, this little company that we had. It was only a handful of people. And I was the fifth CEO in five years. Oh, wow. Um, and, and I quickly found out why I was the fifth CEO in five years because um, of all the things that I had to fix and really kind of going to, to a back to basics approach. Um, so all these extraneous things that I never thought I had to worry about uh, while I was just, you know, part of a larger organization, it was now on me. Uh, it, it was uh, to build the, this, the, this company. That has to be a little daunting going into uh, a position where, Every year, you're technically the new firing is going to happen. So that that year mark when when you were there, you're like, okay, am I getting fired? I'm not getting fired. That's gonna be pretty daunting, kind of jumping in those shoes. Yes, yeah, it, it is. Um, you know, the the nice thing about I, the nice thing about what I do now is I knew people really like dealing with credit unions. Uh, you know, nobody is. is is anti-credit union unless you're your local banker, uh, but that's another story. Um, so I, I knew what we could build based off of my previous experience. So we we could. I, I, it was just a matter of really creating a culture to succeed and getting the right people on the ship, and, and focusing on on those little things uh, early on that you can have. A, we could have a foundation to build. Well, let's let's jump back a little bit to uh, where you came from. Have you always had a love for uh, doing loans? Have you always had a love for numbers? Do you know it, it was really crazy because my first one of my first jobs out of college, uh, I would sit there. I, I got hired by a bank, uh, and, and it was just happenstance. Uh, I grew up in Northeast Pennsylvania, up in the coal region. Uh, and quite frankly, not a lot of job opportunities. So uh, I had to go out and, and it was kind of one of these, what's the first jobs you can get? And I found a job at a bank. And I, we would sit there in the training program 
and they would put all the math on the board and what was happening. And I would just spit out the answers and, and people would say, how did you know this? How long you've been doing this? And I said, well, today. Um, so it, I, I've always kind of had this natural nat, for natural instinct for some of the numbers and crunching and the business analysis. Uh, and it's always been a nice fit. Um, you know, when I first started out there on the street, I was working for some larger organizations and growing up in a real small town, blue collar area, uh, I always liked the community institutions uh, and community lending. And, and when I was in the job market, that, that's when I really uh, researched and started focusing on working and, and starting for credit unions. Because uh, it hasn't been that long that they could get into the real estate investments and commercial lending and small business lending that we do now. Um, back then, when I first got into this, it was unheard of. Uh, I, I think I think I got my my first big break because the credit union was didn't know what they were getting into or how to hire somebody. Uh, so so they hired me and we we really built it up, uh, built up a nice program at a large credit union. So this. Yeah, that was nearly 20 years ago. And I was uh, about, yeah, maybe yeah, about 20 years ago when I was there for 10 years. Uh, you know, when, when I when I started in the credit union space, uh, the, the entire country for credit unions, uh, there was only a couple hundred million of business loans, real estate investment loans in the entire country. And most of that was, was niche products like church loans, or Amish loans that Amish credit unions made, or taxi medallion loans. Uh, you know, now credit unions are doing uh, about thirty-five to forty billion a year in commercial loans and real estate investment loans, uh, and, and it's kind of become the norm. Um, biggest challenge is people just don't know about us, and they don't think of coming to a credit union for their for their lending. How? Um... I mean, so you're saying 20 years, when do you think the, the floodgates were actually opened up of more of a variety of like residential or commercial loans through the credit unions? Yeah, it, it you know what, what the biggest driver for us that really kind of become a choice for us is after uh, back in 1998, Congress passed a law that allowed more people to join credit unions. Uh, you know, it used to be uh, maybe you're you were a teacher and you looked you joined your local teachers credit union or some factory or government employees and that's all it was really done open to so it was tough for for these organizations to build scale so and and so that's when it really started to grow in terms of being open to more of a community base but what's really taken off for me since I started my career is community banks disappearing. Uh, you know, and, and, and in the mortgage world and real estate world, it's always nice where you have the local relationships always matter. You know, at the end of the day, we're always in a relationship-based business. And we we've, credit unions have really kind of taken that role of the community lender uh, from, from the local, you know, first national bank of whatever your hometown was a couple years ago or whatever the neighborhood was. So that, that's probably been our biggest uh, room for expansion is that people like the local feel. They like having that relationship. 
and it's the same thing for your business and real estate investments. You want somebody who you can, when, when you ha- want to have a conversation and you need something, you want to be able to pick up the phone and talk to somebody. So, so that's kind of what, what I've got. We've kind of built our, our reputation off of. Now, what, what about yourself? So when you were hitting the pavement and actually going out there, um, yes, you were good with numbers. Were you good basically asking for the business? Yeah, that that was always, uh, you know, back then, I think I was too I was too young and stupid not to know what I was getting into. And, you know, I would always shoot for the shoot for the best, the biggest and best and talk to people and have a conversation. Um, You know, back when I was young, I had a a bit of a football background and, you know, a lot of people like sports, like conversations. And and I would just looking back. Uh, I, I don't know how I had the guts to actually sit and talk to some of the people I did. Uh, but that's really what, what was one of those key factors of just getting in and jumping in and talking to as many people as possible, asking questions, being conversational uh, in, 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 in markets and areas where, you know, everybody always has that excuse of, I don't know anybody. My, I don't have that connections. My, my, they maybe they, they they come from some different backgrounds, uh, but but you know a lot of times if you're friendly and can jump in and talk and, and can have a conversation, uh, that's really what I found was was the big factor for me, uh, of being able not being afraid and, and having that confidence to go talk to people, and a lot of times if I didn't know what I was talking about. Uh, maybe I, it was something new to me. I just would ask the question to people and, and tell me what you're looking for. How do you do it? You know, tell me about your business. Um, you know, they always, I always say it's similar to that dinner date uh, with a stranger. And that was really uh, where I became, uh, you know, start, started helping to build that empire up. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a, a sometimes a big uh, misconception with newer um newer people into like the the real estate lending field is not to, to be afraid to say you don't know yeah like, let me let me find that out and i'll get back to you and if i think for the majority of people they're gonna be like okay you don't know it that's fine yeah get me the answer yeah and 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 yeah i always tell people but our world is like like a casino slot machine i mean there's thousands of combinations that come up you're not going to know every single situation every time but you just have to know when you know what you don't know and talk to people that you can get back to them and, and give you good service and, and you can build that trust factor with your client. So, so as you transition from uh, originating the loans and being that kind of face-to-face person, what did you start learning about actually managing people and actually guiding people of how they can actually talk to other people? What was that like? What was that transition like for you? I I am a huge believer in work-life balance. And what what I really say, what I really work with my staff is that, first of all, I believe everybody wants to do well in your job. And I look at my role is to help remove the barriers from people to do their job well. Hmm. And and instead of looking at it to, uh, I I always look at it from a bottom-up approach. How can I help the people under me do their job well? Uh, instead of what are they doing for the company. And the other piece that I focus on is them as a person. Uh, you know, when you look at any team, 
invariably people in their life are going to get sick. They're going to have troubles in their life. And I really believe that, that if you help them through that and you're accommodating and help them getting over the hump, uh, they'll be loyal to you and they'll help you uh, build the company. And, and, you know, good people uh, are, are worth their weight in gold. And when you have them, you're going, you're going to have good times. Everybody's going to have bad times in their life. And, you know, last year was a great example of how many mothers that we have in our company who needed flexibility for their kids' school. And we, we, we want it. We, we, we have a job to do, but they also, people also have a job to do at home. So, and I really believe focusing on the person hire good people and then focus on building that person and letting them succeed uh, in their personal life and professional life is, is key. Now by hiring the right person, what kind of uh, training do you kind of incorporate for each person you bring on? How does that process look like? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm somebody too that likes to hire a lot of different personalities and really we try to do uh, when, when we when we're mentoring somebody who's new, where are they at, and what are those holes that we could fit in? Uh, you know, there there's some lenders that are really great, and the salespeople. And I always say it's easier to pull somebody back and and direct them to the right way than push them out the door. So. It, it, it's I want people who have that strong motor and, and then we can work with you from there in terms of the technical skills. Uh, you know, I hate to say it, but what we do, uh, you know, we're not building bridges. We're not doing surgeries. And, uh, you know, if a guy like me can, can figure this out, a lot of people can figure this out. So, you know, we, we, we can help build that technical knowledge. You know, the one thing that I can't do is light that fire under people. I believe that some things are just intrinsic uh, and you have, you either have a good motor and go uh, or you don't. And you probably see that in real estate agents as well. Uh, you know, and, but if somebody has that good motor and wants to succeed, uh, we focus on the skill sets. We focus on, and not only just that technical knowledge, but directing them where they're going to get maximum use of their time. And maximum yeah. results. The, I, I've seen very, very smart people fail in the real estate industry just because they, they're either scared of asking for the business, scared of having the conversations, or, yeah, scared of basically starting the process. I mean, um, yeah. And, and there's a big difference between just being busy and being productive. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you can really go out there and, and, and want to go, go, go. But if you don't know how to be that productive piece, uh, you, you're just wasting your time. Now, what do you what levels do you keep in place to make sure that your people are being productive and not just being busy? Sure. Um, we're, we're a bit, I'm a big Salesforce believer. Uh, we're, we're a Salesforce shop. We, we use a company called Encino and we really, we, we manage the results and we manage that pipeline and the results. And, and I don't need to know the details of every little thing. Uh, you know, I don't manage to a spreadsheet or, or to that. I want to see that you're productive 
and, and we really focus on those pipeline efforts. And when we see that shift is when I can intervene to people to say, okay, what's happening here? Is it your marketplace? Is it you have something else going on? Sometimes you, sometimes people just have bad luck, and uh, and and those those deals don't fall in place like you want to. Um, so so really to get in and identify the root cause of what's happening. Uh, you know, two years ago, uh, one of my lenders uh, really started to, to w- w- wasn't doing and was on a bad string of bad luck. And when we really got into it, uh, it was a pricing issue. Um, you know, a lot of the, the people that they were working with, it was pricing over the market. Okay, well, you know, we, we want to make competitive loans. We want to make good loans, but let's shift it to, to some different outlets to, to get you the results. So. so you had to change the way the company looked at the, the loans or? Yeah, you know, we, 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 we work with about 75 different credit unions altogether. And so, you know, if you ask me, does your credit unions do this? The answer probably is yes in some of them. Um, but sometimes different pe- people tend to think financial institutions and the mortgage industry and mortgage banking is a commodity. Uh, it's not. It's more like a restaurant. Everybody has different tastes. Uh, you know, you can eat a lot of different types of meals. You can eat really top of the line, expensive meals, really cheap, quick, fast. Um, but but it's not a commodity on how people deliver it. And not all companies are the same. Not all credit unions are the same. Has there Was there ever a point that when you're building up the company, working on with managing people, they ever thought about quitting that and going back to being the face person, actually doing it yourself, originating loans? Was there ever a moment like that for you? No, because uh, there's two reasons. First of all, I moved my whole family for this job. Okay. Uh, so I had that commitment on the back end. Um, and, and, and second of all, I love what I do and I know it works. So markets will be up, markets will be down, interest rates rise, interest rates fall. But working with credit unions is a really enjoyable outlet because they're very consistent and approachable. So when, when we have good times, when we have bad times, I know the consistent nature that's going to be there. And, and, and really, I look at it as I try to help bring scale to the industry. Uh, you know, it's, I, I can do a lot more good and bring a lot more financing to people that we need it, working with a lot of credit unions than just simply making loans myself. And what do you think is the, the most difficult thing about your position? Uh, it, it would be... The the people, what's kind of evolved is to watching that virtualized company Mm -hmm. and managing those virtualized companies. When I started out, we had a small number of people. I could look out and see what everybody's doing. I could see emotions going on. I could hear conversations. Uh, Now we're managing uh, a lot of people all up and down. Uh, various states. So you, I, I, you don't get that day-to-day immediate interaction uh, every day. And, and also, uh, like I said, the other challenge is not having a homogenous industry where everybody's a little bit different. Uh, everybody's a little bit different and everybody thinks what they're doing is exactly right. 
<laughs> so, you know, kind of managing those expectations of a whole bunch of different credit unions and pushing them together. And, and also, you know, that, like I said, doing that and really not having that emotional immediate impact in a virtualized environment. So as, as long as they're meeting their numbers, you don't mess with how they're getting there. We, we, we try to let people succeed in the personalities that they have. Uh, and, and I have a, a, a great lender in Alabama. Um, he's a country club lender. He likes golf courses. He likes to talk about the fraternities. Uh, he, he, he's an old school country club slapped you on the back lender. Um, I have other people who are much more, they deal with a lot of people. I have some people where uh, I, I have a Spanish language uh, person in Florida who he deals with different communities. You know, I really want people, I let people succeed within their own personality and strengths. So jamming through, you know, this is how you have to do it and this is how you have to be done. It, as long as they're succeeding and using their strength, I'm good. So how do you, let's say you're, you're, you're bringing someone on or they're moving up the ranks. How do you assess their strengths to allow them to build a game plan to be successful? You know, that, that's, that sit that first of all, we spend a lot of time in the interview process. Uh, and that, you know, we, we, we really try to spend a lot more time in the interview process and, and assessing that personality and strengths, uh, talking to people that they've worked with in the past and, and researching how they how they have done. Uh, but then really it's sitting down and talking about, you know, talking about them as an individual. Uh, you know, how do who how do they live in their circles and communities and determining the strengths of who they are. And sometimes they don't quite know. Um, so really talking through, tell me about what you're comfortable with, where you like, uh, how, who do you talk to now? Tell me about your past life and what you've done. Uh, you know, we, we, tend, we, we tend not to hire uh, just the straight inexperienced person. So there's a little bit of a, of a we can, you know, they, they've had some molding through the years. So, so really it's kind of digging in and pulling out their past experience and tell me, tell me about yourself as a person much more than just, oh, geez, you know, I like to do $300,000 loans to this community and that's what I do. So how do you get there is what we want to find out. Makes sense. I mean, if, if let's say we were talking in five years from now, right, where do you plan you to be and your company to be? Sure. Um, the biggest change from when I started to today and where I see the industry going is you're seeing a lot more automation and online experience in for real estate investments and for small business and commercial lending. Uh, and you've seen it uh, like nobody else in the real estate industry. Uh, you know, it used to be you called your, your broker and they gave you a list of houses and, and, and it's competitive as ever. Uh, we're finally starting to see technology come into play in the real estate investment 
uh, and commercial and, and small balance commercial world where you never saw that before. You know, that piece was always very manual. Uh, so, so we're finally seeing those costs come down with technology, but also the sales delivery channel. Um, and, and, and what I'm with the other piece of that we're seeing is we're seeing lenders like my like our credit unions. Uh, there's a lot of fintechs out there who have the who have that connection as opposed to the lender themselves. So we're seeing a lot more of partnerships uh, with with different uh, suppliers and, and sellers of the product as opposed to that lender on the street. I think there's all it, it, we we have a very complex product, <clears throat> so I think you're always gonna there's always gonna be that relationship piece and the conversation piece, but that front end is really getting squeezed down, and you're seeing that technology piece and people finding their options uh, on a lot more automated basis. What what do you have to do, or are you switching your company? <clears throat> Are you doing trainings or what are you doing to get your company in a strong position when that autom automation like gets more prevalent? Sure. And, and, and really, we're, we have made significant investments in infrastructure. Uh, you know, we, we've really virtualized the company. Uh, we, we've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars with our main contractor to build a Salesforce environment so people can apply for real estate investment loans instantly wherever they are and work with their accountants and, and those types of pieces. Um, the other piece um, that you asked about preparing the company is that's where we've already started working and reaching out to those fintech providers. Uh, you know, last year we started a new subsidiary called New Direction Lending just for that. Uh, just for small small business loans that people can get in three to four or five days and they're getting their money. Uh, and, and, and generally in, in this marketplace, in the mortgage banking, in this place, uh, the subprime and fast, quick money tends to lead. And, and that's what you have seen. And, you know, it, you can go online and get a mortgage in two days. Uh, you just pay tw double the interest rate as everybody else. Uh, and you saw the same thing in the small business space. Uh, you can get your small business loan tomorrow. It's just 35% interest rate. Uh, so, so now you're, we're, we're, we're developing those partnerships where people who, can, who, people who deserve quality rates and quality service don't have to give up uh, speed for good interest rates. I want to... Uh, end with this question. If you were talking to someone maybe in college or high school and thinking about getting to the lending field, right, debating that idea, what would, advice would you give them? Sure. I, I would give them uh, to not be afraid to don't don't start out by just asking and sending out a bunch of resumes. Start out by talking to people who are in the business and have those conversations and ask people about their business, ask people about what they like about their business and what they don't like, and ask them if they were to get into it today, how would they go about it? And 
that initial people sometimes are, are too afraid. You know, if I was 22 years old and I graduated college, I'd be scared to death to contact a CEO at a company and say, tell me about the business. But generally what I find is people like talking about themselves and talking about their business. If you call up somebody and ask for a job, they're probably going to hang up the phone on you and call HR. But start with building that network and asking questions. And if you're interested in it, and you very well may find that it's a business that you don't really like. Um, you know, my wife's a pharmacist, and when she got into it, it was great. It was all local pharmacies. Now it's a real automated business, and it's not that, she, you know, she doesn't quite feel that same about it like she did. Um, but just call up and ask people in the business how they got where they are and what they think of it and how people would get into it today. And, 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 I, and I think younger people would be surprised what type of reaction they get. And because people like having a conversation and it's nice to say you help somebody out. So what's the best way if someone's listening to get in contact with you? Sure. Uh, I actually, I'm very active on LinkedIn. Okay. Uh, I'm a huge LinkedIn user. Uh, I try to stay off of Facebook and Twitter as much as possible. Uh, too much junk out there for me. Uh, but Mark Ritter, M-A-R-K-R-I-T-T-E-R, or uh, member business financial services and New Direction. If people send me a message, uh, we're more than happy to help out with help them out. Uh, if somebody uh, wants to get into real estate investments, uh, we'd be more than happy to help them out. We have a huge network of credit unions. Uh, or if they just want to talk with us in general. Well, even if they need, if you're listening right now and, and you're starting a business, maybe you need a, um, a commercial loan or something like that. I mean, that could be a great avenue right there. We, we do a large portion of our business is residential real estate investments, but we do small business loans. We do SBA loans. We do commercial real estate, the whole works, but we only do it through uh, community credit unions. Well, thank you, Mark, for, for being on the Road to Growth podcast. Uh, I think for people listening right now, it's a, it was a little unique of a situation because I mean, we usually talk to business owners that they started the business from the ground up, yet this gives you a I mean, a, I think a totally different perspective on the other side of it, getting that loan. You know what I mean? How Mark's kind of worked his journey from starting his own business and then basically becoming a CEO and cleaning up, I think, someone else's business in essence. So uh, thank you, Mark, for being on the podcast. Uh, again, hopefully everyone got some great nuggets. And please subscribe, please share, and tell your friends. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Road to Growth, Success of an Entrepreneur. Please like, subscribe, and stay connected. Visit www.TheEnriquezGroup.com. Yeah, I created a website. Hope to see you again next week. The Enriquez Group, signing off.